It's Thursday, and you know what that means. This is Max Wrestling episode 335. This is your captain speaking, and you know what? We're enjoying NXT while we still can. But fear not, this is also the week of the grand final of the 2021 King of the Mike tournament. Joining me to discuss all this and more are the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, and the Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion and Promo Champion, Moses Marquez El Jefe. Goddamn tournament time, baby. Double champion. There you go, I like that. Double champion. Good morning, gentlemen. It's a pleasure and a privilege as always. And Mo, double champ, king of the mic, final, Trav and the Phoenix doing the damn thing. And I have something I would like to start off by saying, Mr. Dazzy Dangerously. All right. I, I will also say it's a very rare good morning for all of us, me included. Go ahead. Yes. Dave Meltzer has officially like lost it and is on crack. <laughs> oh, what do you do? Great. What now? What do you do? What now? I promise I am objective. Mm-hmm. Who's coming back? And I have, yes, I promise I am objective, and I have a clear standard on what is good wrestling. Important and culturally relevant matches like oh, Hogan versus yeah. and Hogan versus The Rock. Nah, you see, those matches were actually bad and low quality. Gage and Jericho was different. You brought up my critiques of Deathmatch in the past are being gruesome unnecessary and only having the appeal of shock value nah this match was different there was immense feeling and heart engaged slicing jericho up with a pizza cutter i hated the match but it deserves four plus stars okay andre and hogan and the road and hogan and rock here's the thing creative moments creative memories when you think of hogan versus the rock the intense stare down damn it the rock believed in you the build towards wrestlemania the truck going at the ambulance okay the stare down at wrestlemania 18 the crowd flipped They're taking each other's finishing maneuvers. The friggin' belt shot, the rock bottom, the rock's intense look before he does the people's elbow, the handshake, the NWO coming out, Hollywood Hulk Hogan coming back to being the immortal Hulk Hogan. Hogan and Andre had the storyline going in there with Bobby the Brain Heenan. What are you doing with him, Andre? He rips off the cross on him, right? And his chest is bleeding. You go into the match, the stare down. It's 90,000 people. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like that immense moment, the irresistible force, the immovable object, all right? Hogan with the comeback, hulking up, slam, leg drop. You knew where you were when you saw Hogan slam the giant, and you knew where you were when you saw Hogan and the Rock at WrestleMania 18. What the hell did Jericho and Nick Cage have? Oh, here's a pizza cutter, Domino's. The difference, what I'm trying to say there is you will remember Hogan and the Rock and Hogan and Andre for a lifetime. You will not remember Jericho and Nick Gage in the next 20 years, so... I'm sorry. I have to disagree with Dave Meltzer. Go ahead. You know, you know what? Even take out the entire buildup of Hogan and Rock. Just the match by itself was amazing. It, it wasn't the most technical match, but it did what it had to do. It had the crowd in the palm of their hands. They right. they managed to completely turn the crowd on the Rock and completely cheer for Hogan. Mm-hmm. It's a story, man. And Hogan An illustrious and I- double turn. Yes. Yep. It's probably one of the best double turns I've seen apart from Austin and Brett. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to immediately be the, the Milzer fanboy that I probably am. <laughs> I'm not 100% going to disagree with that. I'm not going to. Like, I, I, I'm in agreement with Mike. Like, those two matches, they do stand out in history. But to be real for a second, brother, yes. I barely remember fucking Andre and, and, and Hogan, okay? I don't remember where I was, because I probably wasn't paying attention to wrestling at that time. When I seen it, I was like, oh, that's cool, and then I'm over it. I don't ever want to see something like that again. To me, it's boring as shit. Cool, the history, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. That one, I can do without. But Hogan and The Rock, now that's different. 
See, that's where you have two guys where this is just like in this, it's a very similar scenario to Gage and Jericho, where two guys that would probably never have met each other are going to main event a show. But, and, and, and this is, of course, because you have The Rock and Chris Jericho, they're gigantic stars. Like, this is way more than anything. I don't know I'm giving this fucking hardcore match a goddamn fucking four. Like a tad eye for no, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I'm not a hardcore guy, but I do like how Jericho, regardless of the guy, regardless of the worker, is gonna help him put on a show. Just shows how good Jericho is. Now, again, uh, Dave, I don't know why you're bringing up the fucking match from the 80s that again, half of the world knows of because of the body, you know, it's implanted in their brain. But it, again, I'm not like Mike. I don't know where I was when that happened. But it, well, okay, hold on. I was not born in 1987. I was born five years after that. But the, <laughs> the, the thing about it, but the thing as of watching the tapes and being a wrestling fan, the 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 only thing that really stood out was Gorilla Monsoons, the irresistible force and the immovable object, mm-hmm. the Piper's Pit where Andre was sided with Bobby Heenan and Hogan was all distraught, and then friggin' Andre ripped off his cross and Hogan was bleeding from the chest. And then for the match-wise, the match-wise was not good. All you remember was the stare. There was a bear hug. But the everybody, when they think of that match, is the slam and the leg drop and Hogan won. That's all yeah. you remember. Yep. It was not the best match. Everybody knows WrestleMania three match-wise, the greatest match of all time is Macho Man and Steamboat. It's, it's remembered for a body slam, which back then was a big deal because it was Hogan slamming this giant frigging guy, even though Big John Studd already slammed him. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> yes. But a body slam is very common these days, and it doesn't really mean anything. But back then, it was a big deal. Yes, and that was 1987. But, yeah, so 30 you, years. Ago. You can kind of understand that, like it's only really remembered for one move. But no, Hogan rocks a different deal. Yeah, they're two completely that different that, generations. That's where I think we're. Yeah, I think that's where we're all in a little bit of agreement. It's like, nah, no, you know what? Like, that's cool. I get, like, you know, you're trying to be on with the times and all, but like. This it will stand the test of time. Yeah, it was also two generational like, legends. It was like the first icon versus icon of two different generations. Like it set the standard for like Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan and Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, <laughs> the oversell of the century. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy watching that match just because it's, it's hilarious so funny. to see Shawn fly. And Hogan's like trying to stay in character, but you can see him getting pissed off. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, all right, Hogan, you don't want to do the job and do business with me? I am going to fuck you over right now. That was 90s Shawn Michaels coming out. That was not Born Again, Shawn. That was Shawn Michaels pre-Born Again coming out. That that was HBK throwing out the script. Yep. And saying, suck it. Love Shawn. That. That whole comparison he also made, Meltzer, also reminded me, speaking to Shawn Michaels, because this kind of pertains and ties in and correlates, when he said Shawn Michaels was not in the top ten of best wrestlers, I'm like, oh. are you fucking high? Wait, Probably. Meltzer said that? NorCal. He said that, like, Oh, yeah, he's definitely on crack. And I'm like, are you serious right now? 
And he compared it to a Japanese wrestler because, of course. So it's one of those things where, I again, I like Japanese wrestling. I like Kenta Kobashi. I like Okada. I like Naito. I like a lot of the talents. Like, I mean, look at the Cruiserweight Championship. The first mm. ever Cruiserweight Champion we saw was Sinjiro Otani. You know what I'm saying? He had Ultimo Dragon, all these guys. but And Jushin Thunder Liger, of course. But it's like, he mentioned someone who was, like, very obscure. And it wasn't like an Inoki or anybody like that. Everybody knows Antonio Inoki. But it was very obscure. And I'm like, all right, Dave, we get it. You love Japan. But saying Shawn Michaels, you know, who was trained by Jose Lothario. Mara Fuji? Well, he wasn't even Mara Fuji. It was someone, like, just so, like, nobody would know. Like, you and I, like, know that the Naimichi Mara Fuji's and stuff like that. Massimo Italiano? No. No, it was it was just I forgot, but I just remember he made some comment like that, and I'm like, okay, like he needs to like t- put down the uh, put down the bond. Shawn Michaels was way ahead of his time. He was doing stuff in the '90s that people are just now doing in NXT. I mean, look at the Rockers for God's sake. Him and Marty Jannetty. Oh yeah, when Marty tried to escape through the window. Yeah. <laughs> Jannetty oh, tried great to escape. Great, great call. <laughs> When Marty Jannetty, oh, here's what the thing a about, coward. Yes, here's the thing about Marty Jannetty. When he was not on drugs and he was not being the creep that he is, when he was in the ring and he was sober, like in 05 when he came back with Sean and they took on La Resistance, like that was great. The build up to WrestleMania 21, he faced Kurt Angle. Like when Marty is on, he's on. But as, uh, as of later years, he's just been a dickwad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, when he's not on drugs, though, those couple of hours in 95 were good. Rocker dropping, man. <laughs> and then. And, and, the rocker dropper, and then Kelly Kelly does it years later and calls it the K2. Yeah, I mean, it happens. The Styles Clash got used by Michelle Faith McCool. Faithbreaker, Breaker, yeah. No. You know, what I, you know what's funny about that? Crash Holly, because we were talking about Crash Holly and Mike and Mikey before we got on the show. You know, Crash Holly used that move for a little bit. He called it the Crash Landing. And I think Easy nice. Money, who was a, also... You know what? Yeah. I think it was actually called Crash Landing as a... Uh, like a move set on one of the WWE games at one point before Michelle McCool started using it. Yes, I was in Here Comes the Pain or Shut Your Mouth, one of those, yep. I'm You're just right. saying. All I'm, all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, I usually do this before we start going, but we've already kind of gone straight into it. So before we continue, remember it's still real to us, damn it. So click that big red subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or any podcast service. And follow us on SoundCloud. I also keep forgetting to shout out to SoundCloud because the numbers are pretty good on there. Thank you very much, people on SoundCloud and all of our podcast platforms because that's where this, that's where it comes from on all these other podcast platforms. Like Mike just told us apparently we're on Pod Bay, which I had no idea about. It all comes from SoundCloud. It all just picks up off SoundCloud. Well, you can yeah. help me out with Pod to get Pod Bay because I got a jingle for Pod Bay. All right. Oh, we, we'll wait till we get to the plugs later then. <laughs> um, <clears throat> speaking of turns, in an absolute shocker that nobody saw coming, that's what you wanted me to say, right? Randy Orton betrays another partner. Well, oh, no. I would never believe this. Okay. So I'm going to just say this about that whole thing. Him acting all sad, Matt Riddle. So what they could be doing is either two things. Obviously, we're going to set up Orton and Riddle, mm. or they're just setting up Orton playing the mind games, and then somehow he's going to be like, all right, man, and then they win the tag titles from AJ and Omos at SummerSlam. Wouldn't it be great if Riddle was so knocked up from the... Uh, knocked out, my bad, not knocked up. From, <laughs> Whoa. From the I'm RKO. Say, oh, wait a minute. He comes back next week completely clean. 
right? Hello, Randy. How are you? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, bro. Wow. No. What are, you, what are you talking about, bro? Hello, brother. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so to put a cartoon reference, he's like Squidward. Hi, how are you? That whole thing when friggin' Squidward gets knocked out and he's friggin' changed and he's all boring. Hi, how are you? Instead of friggin' being all bro, he's just like, hey, how are you? That whole kind of deal. Now backstage, Randy and Rob Van Dam come up to my riddle. You got any stuff? Oh, I don't do that kind of thing, bro. <laughs> yes. Then all you need is Katie Forbes twerking. Oh, no, please. She, dude, she did that. Did you ever see, like, when he was in the Hall of Fame? So they had a backstage photo and video. It was RVD and the great Ali. And then here's Katie Forbes friggin' twerking. Twerking. Even on the the Hall of Fame red carpet. She's got a twerking. I, I have no words. Time just, is coming, off the words, Dazzy Dangerously. I thought it was just a gimmick. I didn't know she did it 24-7. 24-7 twerk. Watch me jerk. <laughs> we know a gal who can really do the cool twerk. That'd be Katie Forbes. Uh-huh. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to smack you silly. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Wouldn't want to spoil your vacation, Mr. Cheapskate. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Um, that that's pretty much all I really know about Rod. And re- obviously, I didn't pay attention to anything else. Uh, I know Eva Marie is still feuding with Alexa Bliss. Bobby oh, Lashley oh. is still having to feud with Goldberg. Well, the doll's alive, man. She winked at Dewdrop and Alexa Bliss won. So they're thinking about. I think I, it's going to be Alexa Bliss and Lily against Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I read about some reaction to the doll winking, like it's some big deal. It's alive. It's been gnawing at the camera for months. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it is what it is. That's all I'll say about that. Oh, and Karrion Cross got his win back over Jeff Hardy. Who gives a shit? Yeah, he's already dead on arrival. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that was what everybody's like. Oh, we got the win back. I'm like, yeah, it was. It was a decent match, but you knew it was coming because, but we couldn't have done it because you know Jeff got the COVID. So I mean, hey. Here we are. I'm kind of like man with him on the main roster. You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. He doesn't get any reaction anyway. He's just been like, okay, here's the NXT champ. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for Keith Lee to get released next. Oh, my goodness. The budget cuts, man. The budget cuts. The budget cuts. And apparently, they're holding out hope that they're going to see Daniel Bryan on their roster again soon. What for? So you can fire him? Oh, God. Well, watch. They'll probably, a lot of them will try to, well, they're trying to get Braun Strowman back and watch. Everybody yeah. that they... Everybody that they've released, they're going to try to rehire again. Thanks for coming back, kid. It was a budget thing. Foremost, two weeks later, the budget's fixed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's the Vince McMahon and it's the Nick Khan thing, man. Everybody's going after Nick Khan because Nick Khan's the one in Vince's ear. Like, hey, you know, we don't really need a Bray Wyatt. True. That's fine. But I Let mean, them all go. Go ahead. Final say still goes to Vince. That is true. It's a whole thing, man. It's a whole process. But are you telling me Vince is really freaking being manipulated like King Fielding, like he doesn't know how much money he has? Like he actually thinks he can't afford these wrestlers? Like I said, it's the influence of Vince McMahon and Nick Khan. Like you said, it's the final decision, it's the old man, but the conster that is Nick, I'm not talking about Tony, is the one that's like, hey, hey, you. So Nick Khan is Grima Wormtongue. 
Yeah. It warns Jonah, my lord. We don't need him. Yep. But apparently he was the one also in the conference. They'll talk about, well, we have the sponsorships and this. And then, well, Vince is the one who was talking about, like we told you, you know, AEW and competition will just give more talents. Nikki was, like, focused more on, like, the sponsorships and all this and the Peacock and this. If you actually, I read the whole earnings call. Exactly. He was more like, the sponsorships. Yeah. They're making more money than ever. Yep. That's what he was referring to. He was all on that front. And then Vince was the one with the two comments that everybody talks about, you know, well, AEW will just give them more talent and they're not competition. That was the big takeaway from Vince on that call. So in the exact same conversation, they're releasing people due to budget cuts and then admitting that they're making more money than ever from sponsorships. Yep, I read that whole entire earnings call. How fucked up is Vince's brain? Oh, God, I can only imagine... That's why I didn't send it to you guys, because it was like a long paragraph, because PW Insider did the uh, coverage of it. So I'm just reading this, and I'm like, okay, sponsorship, sponsorship, sponsorship. AEW's not competition. Sponsorship, sponsorship. The quarterly earnings, you know. No, not competition, but they're closing in within 700,000 viewers of Monday Night Bore. Oh, yeah. Product is so stale, man. It's boring. Like, I couldn't even tell you what the hell happened on Raw this week, except like you mentioned. There's now... There's now as, as much difference between Raw and... Actually, there's less difference between Raw and Dynamite as there was AEW and NXT were both struggling to get against each other. The problem with the Raw side of things, man, I'll say this right now. I had hope for Drew and Gender. Like, they could do something where it's, like, you know, based off 3MB and their history. Now it's just, I have a sword. It's named after my mother, Lester Soul, Angela. And it's like, I have a sword. You will fear my sword. It's you took my sword. You destroyed my bike. Let's have a match. That's all it is. I mean, I I, I get it, and I like how he names the sword after her, but I, I'm tired of seeing him walk around with a friggin' sword. Well, it's like when John Morrison made fun of him as the Braveheart thing in 09 when they were feuding for yeah. the Intercon. Oh, he's Scottish. He likes swords and face paint. Oh, yeah, and this, this sword is made from the tooth of the Loch Ness monster. Oh, just the, and he was telling the stories too, man. It's just him and gender. I'm gonna shove this sword up his ass. I'm Whoa. like, all right, you do that. Pretty sure that's something out of a Saw movie. Hey, um, man, the same thing. <laughs> Next thing we're gonna it's get like, Drew McIntyre. I want to play a game. No, no. <laughs> it'll it'll be like anal probe, man. Get the oh. scary. Oh, and this is how we beat the whole thing with the aliens. You're not uh, so different. I saw a not so different scene in I think it was the third I spit on your grave. Oh, dude. Oh, you know the one I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> no. You just put the image in my head. No. <laughs> um that scene was, was quite like polarizing, yeah. shall we say. Yes, it was. It's also like Eurochip. Flugenhagen, you know what I'm saying? Get that in your butt. Flugenhagen. <laughs> oh. Um, one person who is not apparently being released due to budget cuts is also being, well, encouraged to stay with WWE's Adam Cole, baby. Baby. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's out of there, but apparently Vince is trying everything to keep him, like, having one-to-one interviews during Raw and stuff. Oh, yeah, offering him a million dollars. You want a million dollars, kid? Come on, I'll give you a million a year. But he also what? doesn't want skinny guys, so. 
I also That's heard the- that they were going to do some weird thing where he, like, right off the bat wins the IC title and yeah. then wins the 24 title and le- somehow I, legitimizes it. I think that was satire. I hope it was satire. Anyway, I found it funny. No, I laughed. I was like, why in the fuck would he give a flying shit about the 24-7 title? Why do you guys give a shit about the 24-7 title? Well, now the whole thing with Reginald is... Uh, uh, so, well, R-Truth was the one escaping. Now Reginald is just, I'm going to flip out of this situation. Because, you know, he was in Circus of I'm Life, a gymnast. They promoted it on Raw where it's just like, oh, he has a lot of t- TikTok views. I'm like, all right, this is why we're pushing him. Because he does flip, he's in Circus of Life on the TikTok. Because I'm on the talkie ticks with all these yep. fucking... 17 year old broads doing stupid shit. Mm hmm. Disgusting. Well, I will say this about the Colston with Adam Cole. <laughs> I mean, if he goes to AEW, he's got his booth there. That being Brett Baker. Um, and also uh, from. I'm just yeah. picturing Steve Buscemi. Hey, fellow kids, I like TikTok also. Ah. <laughs> but okay. yeah, no. The whole thing with Adam Cole, man. Like, he's got his booth there in AEW being Britt Baker. So, mm. I mean... Who's on top of the world that. right now? Yep, oh, yeah. Oh, what if is the thing... To, if you ever wanted to be sick of fiddle to your wife, just go to the company where she's kicking ass. <laughs> I was it's, about to say... What was it? God, I'm sorry, guys. Especially in Britsburg. Oh, yeah, Britsburg. Okay, now that I have the thought in my head, sorry, guys. The NXT thing now, what is it now? Um, um, uh, they don't want small guys, and they don't want anybody who's... Uh, over 30. 30 right? Yeah. Over 30. Uh, so basically, we're going to get obstacle courses back and stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of, like, former NFL guys, guys that were amateur wrestlers that are going to be, you know, training. If, if this, this is their crap. solution to NXT's low views, I don't get it, because how are you going to increase the views with people nobody knows who the fuck they are? Thank you. Triple H, Triple H is just sitting there like they killed my baby. Yep. Look how they massacred my boy. Mm-hmm. Triple H is like, I put on all this hard work and now it's gone. It's literally taken like five steps backwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, well, NXT UK, I got to say, is the watchable because, I mean, NXT UK has not been ruined. NXT UK is killing it. And you had Ilya Dragunov on NXT. Vince probably forgot there even is a UK version of NXT. It's like, go over there, Sean. Just stay over there, Sean. I know. Where'd this Dragunov guy come from? Oh, uh, we, we, we just signed him. There, there is no UK brand. <laughs> like, Piper Niven was never on NXT UK at all. Not at all. No. Two drop. Nope. Oh, yeah. They're going to get Dragunov on main roster and just call him Drago. Oh, yeah, they will. That's I can already see it. Um, absolutely love him, by the way. He's great. I, just, I love his entrance. Just oh, like the great. crazy conducting, and I love the fact that uh, the people in the crowd started doing it. Good. Um, and as well, a hell of a match with Pete Dunne. Oh yeah, they fucking you know, killed each other. I'm 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 gonna have to watch Walter Dragunov one again before the rematch. It was amazing. I know. 
Uh, I'm actually very surprised it didn't win our match of the year at the Maxis last year. The problem is a lot of people to watch next to UK, yeah. including you. No, but I, 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 I do watch, you know, matches that get hype. Are uh, you like, hype? You're aware of your surroundings is what you're saying? I'm aware of my surroundings, yeah. It, it's not the fact that I'm not interested. It's just it's on a Thursday. And by the time we get to Thursday, I'm drained. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when I was watching Raw. That was even still now after stopping watching Raw because I'm still kind of keeping in tune with what's going on on the main roster, just not watching it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that match didn't even take place on an actual like main roster, well, main NXT roster takeover. It was on a takeover UK in Blackpool. Yep, yep. So, yeah, not a lot of people pay attention, but definitely watch that match before TakeOver 36. I mean, you have that match, you have Raquel and Dakota, you have Cross and Joe. It's shaping up to be a good... Oh, and uh, there's a Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole again. Yeah, Two out of three it's balls. probably going to be the last TakeOver of NXT as we know it. So, enjoy it, people. Because it's just getting butchered. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't want to be butchered, man. You don't want to be butchered. No, you don't. Uh, another great rivalry going into it. We uh, It was a great segment with uh, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. I got a lot of vibes from LA Knight this week, like as if he's trying to be The Rock. Do you finally see it? I mean, I, I, know, I know he's always been a pretty fast talker and a trash talker, but it was like he was literally trying to be The Rock this week. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's, he has his weeks for one minute, he's trying to be stone cold, and then he has other weeks where he's trying to be The Rock. And then what doesn't help is that goddamn vest. <laughs> this guy is on my last fucking nerve. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch, like, when the boys tell me NXT had, a, like, a, a solid ending, I'm like, I got to at least give it a shot. But I'm never the guy that's like, oh, I'll just fucking watch the highlights because then I'm not going to get the whole match. I'll just fucking watch, like, I'll skip through the show. And... And the second I seen that, I was like, you know what? Fucking Trav told me I missed the ball washing thing, and that was hilarious. I can't miss another Cameron Grimes thing. How much longer I got to wash your balls? Oh, it was fucking hilarious. I watched that three (laughs) times after it was. I was just like, this guy is everything. Why is he not fucking NXT champion? Like, come on, dude. But I'm like, okay, cool. And then I see Ted DiBiase come out, and I'm like, okay, well, this is finally over. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, the people believe in him and the blah, 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 blah. So it's like, all right, this is going to be good. But, I mean, other than that, I really didn't find much too much interesting on this show. It was a really long fucking segment for Joe and uh, uh, Cross. Like, a just video package it took for goddamn ever. Yeah. Wait a minute. What about? What about Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis? Oh, man? these. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me because now I just see fucking Johnny in a wig with a mustache over his mustache. And with a French like, accent. You're, I'm like, what was his fucking butler name? Uh, or the fucking waiter name or whatever. All I know is, is that when I seen him, I'm like, that is the greatest disguise I've ever fucking seen. Like, he's got like the mustache over his mustache. And hair that looks like he's legit just got done doing four lines of coke in the back, like nobody's business. And he comes out there, and they right off the bat know it's fucking him, and then they start yelling at him, and then fucking goddamn Dexter gets a cake in the face, and they start making out in a goddamn restaurant. Uh, and Loomis was hilarious without even saying a word. What he a, doesn't what say a nothing. Great date. It's, it's fucking right, like Jesus. We, we should all aspire to be Dexter Loomis. Yep. 
We'd all be single. <laughs> very, very alone. Uh, I mean, he backed Indy Hartwell. Okay, yeah, how many Indy Hartwells are out there, pal? Yeah, how many? Uh, genuine question. <laughs> how many of you ladies are out there with me just staring at the wall? But I'll make out with you on command, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a conversation with you, but you want to make out, you got it. I can also draw. I'm a hell of a fucking drawer. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, so the uh, yeah, the three stages of hell with Adam Cole and Cal O'Reilly is literally Stone Cold Triple H. So it's yeah. a straight wrestling followed by a street fight followed by a steel cage. Oh well. William Eagle makes every match type sound so intense. Three stages of hell. Well, listen to the way he talks. It's just like Steel Cage, like, yeah, we've seen him for like 70 years, but then William Regal says it, and it sounds so cool. Steel Cage! Oh. <laughs> like, imagine working like the drive-thru at McDonald's, William Regal comes through, and he's just like, you know, and I want a Big Mac! And just he's like, oh, oh God, I can't wait to make this guy Big Mac. All right, I'm going to say it. Don't forget the my... special sauce, sunshine. Oh, special sauce. I'm hopping over here. <laughs> Still one of my favorites with him. It's just because he never got Umaga's name right. Umanga! Every Umanga, time. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, There's when no it comes end in it. It's not. With the three <laughs> stages of hell, haven't we only had like two, right? You made Austin. Yes. Was it like Austin and H and uh, H and Sean, right? Armageddon 02? Yes. Um, okay. They're the two that no. stand out. I'm sure there's been more, but yeah. Uh, I got a. Wasn't there one in NXT before? Not that I recall. Oh, well, yeah, the two one, the two with Triple H definitely stand out. Um, mainly because the wrong person won both of them. Yes. Stone Cold should have beat Triple H, and Shawn Michaels should have beat Triple H. You bring Shawn Michaels back after four years, give him a world title for a month. Well, yeah, right, I will say this. I will say this why I also hated it, because it gave us the Triple H Scott Steiner feud that sucked ass. Jeez. Uh, Royal Rumble 2003. You know, what you, you know what you can do with that feud? What? Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Yes. Thank you, Tony. So, Royal Rumble 03, positive. Angle and Benoit, negative. Triple H and Scott Steiner. Even though it had a great video package, Trust Company. I swear to God, we've been talking about this match on and off for like a month plus. I got to go rewatch it now. Yeah, it's, it's just a video package. It's the, be- it's the best part of it. The best part of it is Trust Company falling apart, Triple H and Scott Steiner. But then you get to the actual match. It's the drizzling shits. And then you get to No Way Out and we got Evanescence Bring Me to Life. Again, Two great, great soundtracks, two matches shit matches. And Scott Steiner didn't even get on WrestleMania. The next pay-per-view, which was Backlash, he was on. He was on the heat match wrestling Rico. Yeah, well, the math just didn't work out for him to be on WrestleMania. He yeah. did not. Then he had to with Test for friggin' on for forever, and then he got released. Yeah. You're... I, I, I gotta be honest, I did actually kind of enjoy the tag team with Test and uh, Stacy in the corner. Well, they also had a great soundtrack too, Dazarino. Remember going into Bad Blood? They had Cold Suffocate off the Year of the Spider album. 2003 had the best soundtrack of all year overall. That they did. Price to Play for Vengeance by Stain. You had Today is the Day by Dope. You had St. Anger by Metallica. You had Enemy yes. by Seven Dust. 
You you will It'll... never find me a better consistent twelve months of pay per view theme songs than two thousand three. Build a bridge by Limp Biscuit, hell to the end. I was just, I'm, I'm trust me, I was trying to think, but no, you're right. This was like the best time for music was then. You even had Limp Biscuit perform a song say, well, called Crack every... Addict at WrestleMania. <laughs> he yep. was everywhere. They never even released Crack Addict. No, they did not. They they weren't allowed to because people didn't understand what it was actually about. It wasn't about being a crack addict. It was about being addicted to cracking skulls. He actually yeah. says so in the damn song. Hey, Mo. Yo. Check your messenger. Uh, <laughs> All right, still to come, the final of this year's King of the Mic tournament. It's Travis the Walker Anderson versus the Phoenix, and the stakes could not be higher. The winner will be the new king and will be leaving with the world championship. And when all is said and done, we will have a clearer picture of Promo Slam 2021, which comes your way next week. Still didn't I have can't. it on queued up, but there's no point because apparently you can't hear my sound bites anymore. So on August 18th is Promo Slam 2021. Moses will defend the promo championship against the King of the Mic winner and it's Deuce's Wild Rules, which means both participants will have an ace up their sleeve. Yes, I got a lot of card references. As a mystery mm-hmm. partner can assist them for one minute of each promo. Plus, whoever the world champion is, currently it's still a Phoenix, will defend in a trivia battle against Mr. Anderson's own lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for a why. I don't have anything to say, man, about Chad right now, man. That fucker can go get his fucking title match, whatever, okay? He just wants to be a man whore and whore himself right into that. Oh, I would like a world title match last while I go to friggin' Five Guys and order number 69, because look at me, I'm 10 years old. Whatever, Chad. Fuck you. Yeah. Please, sir, may I have some more advice? Fuck you. You just turned Chad and Albert Twist. Uh, Mike, <clears throat> Mike has his own fish to fry as he goes one-on-one with Cypher in Corey's farewell promo exhibition. Let me tell you something about Cypher, that son of a bitch. He's friggin' lost his intro. He's doing his intro. I have my ending done. I just got to put a beginning and middle to it, and we are ready to rock it, man. We are about to friggin' bust a rhyme. We are about rock to bust man. a boot. Rock it, man! We are just ready to do that. Thank you. We're ready to do the damn thing. We're ready to have some fun. We don't have no guns, but I gotta say, we're gonna be blazing. Boom. Randy Orton likes this. Yes. In another promo exhibition, I'll keep promoting it, Demon S, so you better make it happen. The Jester looks to resurrect the shape by going face-to-face with the Kingpin for the first time. Ever. All we gotta do is give him back his tongue. Ever. And finally, the Knowledge Championship is on the line in double or nothing rules as Moses Marquez defends against the winner of the first ever Ring of Games. I will admit it is kind of in question right now, but I'm still going to promote it. Which begins on August 17th on the pre-launch show. Go to matchwrestling.net slash promo slam 2021 for more information. I'll tell you something, you sons of guns. Next year, we better have a better ring of games or anything that has to do with trivia. we got to get some more people up in there. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, I will consider myself an alternate if that bird with wings, that bird, Faka, as Moses Marquez likes to call him, does not wake you, up on top. You know what it is? Everybody's just transitioned to promo. Yeah, that's very true. I can understand Every- that. <laughs> they don't uh, smoke. Also, any word that ends in I-O-N has to be pronounced as Sean. 
Chong. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling. Podcast now. We're going to take it to the max. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we are about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. All right, before we get into the topics, you are listening to Max Wrestling. And we are available in audio form on all podcast platforms, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, and now PodBay. Hey, hey, hey! We're on PodBay! We're going to sing a song for you. We got promos, predictions, and trivia, too. We'll have some fun now. Dazzy and the gang. Learning from each other. Why would do our thing? Nah, nah, nah. We're on Pod Bay. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, nah, nah. We're on Pod Bay. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, nah, nah. We're on Pod Bay. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, nah, nah. We're on Pod Bay. Hey, hey, hey. All righty, I'm done. That 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 was a thing hey, that shit. happened. Hey, shit. Yes, I mixed the Fat Albert theme with We're on Pod Bay, man. It felt good. I'm not going to lie. It felt good. You know, you know what would have been shorter? What? Pod Bay. Pod Ho. Miz and Morrison. <laughs> okay, that, there we go. That that was also a thing. So, um, for... I was inviting y'all to sing, man. That was an <laughs> anthem. I'm not talking about Good Charlotte, the anthem. I'm talking about Hey, 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 We're on Pod Bay. I was We're on Pod some... Bay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'll take it. That, that's the Corbeil version. All right. Just a machine. All right, I'm done. Sorry, no, no, you'll get me started, okay? <laughs> topic number one on part two of this week's episode, and Mike's going to love this one. The topic is, <clears throat> I say this very clearly, yes. somebody get Matt Hardy a fucking TV. <laughs> Why does oh Matt Hardy God. need television? How does he not have constant friction burns? <laughs> How is he able to wrestle? The dude must be red raw. Oh, fucking also. And my voice just keeps going higher. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> just like the body counts. Just like the body counts. Okay. Uh, another thing too, it's, I'll add. It's to gonna that. turn into an an NFL score. Shit. Okay. So Matt needs to also wear a condom because Rebby, who just gave birth a month ago, literally a month ago, is on baby number five. God damn it. 
this is exactly what I'm talking about. If he wasn't like a legendary, world-famous wrestler, if he was just a regular guy, I'd swear he'd be doing this just for benefits. Baby number five, after a month of getting giving birth to baby number four. Slow the fuck down. Slow down. Just slow down. He looked exhausted on Dynamite last night, and I understand why. I just want to say one thing. Matt... My parents were even say that. I was working last night, right? And my mom just goes, man, did Matt Hardy get fat? And I'm like, well, this shit happens, How? man. He, he went from Matt Hardy to freaking Fat Hardy again. That's How? what happened. The guy's getting more exercise than any of us. Right. But the first time was his appendectomy. Or as you know, as they would say on freaking the Fairly Odd Parents, an appendix, as yeah. Timmy Turner would say, the appendix. But yeah, no, his, but he had an appendectomy the first time around. Jeez. Needs a vasectomy. Hey, <laughs> I mean, uh, I gotta say something. Besides Ruby Hardy being the fact that she helped save his life, Matt, can you really just not keep your paws off of her? No. It, obviously, it's not enough to keep her paws off her phone. Oh. Uh-huh. At this point, I'm not sure what's bigger, her mouth or. Mo- moving on. Well, um, well, <clears throat> okay. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. You missed something, Dazarino. I don't think I did. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> no, I think I'm good, bud. Not that. I was going to say, since we were talking about AEW, I totally forgot, man. Max Caster getting suspended two months. Huh? Huh? Uh, that's the least, the least they could do, I guess. I was going to say, it's the least they could fucking do. Uh, and then there were people defending it. Like, of course oh, it was. Is there... well, cause why is there you know, why would you defend a guy joking about rape? Because some men just want to watch the world burn. Yep. Jesus H. Christ. I don't understand. Like, I don't get that one. Like, look, dude, like, I'm not. And I'm a guy, again, I'm a big Sammy fan. What what Sammy said was years ago, said something stupid, and he got punished for it. The fact that this guy wasn't straight fired for it being on, like, a fucking episode and in, like, multiple situations. Like, not only did you bring up the rape thing for fucking Duke Lacrosse, you bring up Homegirl, you know. In her fucking, I believe she had suicide. Like, so it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And there was molestation involved in that from like, yeah, like, like, I get it, dude. Like, you want to take jabs at like podcast names because they sound funny? Go ahead. You know, that's easy money. That's, you know, hey, did you really expect me not to crack that joke? You know, that you can get away with. This is just like, I'm an asshole. Let me see how far I can go. And then everybody, oh, this guy, he's like, oh, the they were so great. They were so this. They were like, bro, I barely remember anything about the acclaim besides this geek. Besides the fact that one of them looks like mini David Otunga and the other one is a giant Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's it. He's like he's turning to Eric. Gets. Controversy creates cash, right, Eric Bischoff? That's not what I fucking meant. No, right? at all. And then the thing, too, is with those guys, I will say this. Tony Khan, I know, is going to be editing now. But Tony, I believe, didn't Tony go over it with him or he wasn't available to go over with him? He was outside and something happened. Then he just went out there and friggin' uh, Matt Ka- Max Caster just wrapped that bullshit. I have no idea. I don't work there. I, I, yeah, I assume uh, it's like, so Max, what are you going to rap about tonight? Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what he was referring to in that latest interview. He's like, you know what? I was outside. Normally go over this, but hey. And I was like, now I'm going to edit this just so we make sure we don't have this again. And I'm like, okay, Tony, you do your thing. I was outside just drinking a White Claw. Yeah. 
Mind my own business. Mm -hmm. Minding my own business <laughs> in my own company. We, we're doiculous. But uh, also on Dynamite, we kind of found out that the main event for All Out isn't what we expected because Christian will now be challenging Kenny Omega for the Impact title on Rampage. And an AEW title. Oh, is it double? I thought it was just it Impact. Is for both. Well, I don't know. I don't understand. Okay, so I got to rewatch this, but I, the the graphic says that on Rampage he's wrestling for the AEW and the Impact title. I thought the graphic just said Impact title. I swear I gotta it find says this both. shit now. I swore it so said both. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I'm just like, wait, that fuck a phone. But uh, um, let's go to the AEW Twitter page. I'm about to say, go to the thing, double check me before I say something stupid again, <laughs> which again would not be. Out of the norm. Uh, I want to see a graphic, please. Pretty please. Pretty please. I used it my manners. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm scrolling. Right, right to the uh, internet, baby. Screw the TNT page. Let's go to the AW main page. There so, you go. Still scrolling, still scrolling. Uh. Oh my god! Come on. Oh wait, wait, wait! I just saw it, and then a friggin' ad popped up. Hurry up! Hurry up! I'm not interested yes, in Adidas. I got it. Impact it's, World Title. Impact yeah, World it's just title. Impact Title. It is Impact. Yeah. Yeah. It does say okay. on over Kenny's name, uh, AEW and Impact World Champion. But it says it's up just Impact World Title. Ah, uh, okay. So that's where it threw me up. Okay, well then, guess what? This is the first time Kenny loses. Yeah. I completely expect Christian to win the Impact Title again. Has he won the Impact Title or was it just NWA before? TNA. Uh, it was just the NWA when he beat Jarrett and that whole big celebration. Yep. So he didn't win the TNA version. He won the NWA version. NWA World Champion. Okay, that's cool. I'd rather Wait win that than TNA. You're not just going to friggin'. Just re disregard the fact that a month after he did that, not only did he feud with Abyss. Oh, no, no. He I remember his NWA title, and I loved it. And I loved the ring invasion and everything. I just thought he won the TNA title afterwards as well. I know, but I'm just saying, that was the Monty Brown Bangkok thing, and then he's friggin' fighting Abyss yes. in his pool. And then, the, the best part about it is, do you remember the little subtlety from that, Dazarino? Uh, more Bangkok? Probably. Okay, so the Abyss thing, right? He goes to his homie, fights him, he's friggin' punchy, he's going, rawr, rawr, and then you hear, like, hello, and I'm like, did this monster literally just say hello to him while he's he's being cordial while he's whooping a man's ass? Yeah. First off, if I heard that, I'd be dying in hysteria. Because that sounds awesome. Really funny. <laughs> but again, I got a weird sense of humor. So. Uh, you know what else is funny? Uh, CM Punk's interview. Because, oh, this uh, fucking you, guy. You get these people you who take us gospel. Oh, no, he you. has a screening. Yeah, like a wrestler's never lied to protect a secret before. I was just going to say, it's like, you son of a bitch liar. <laughs> and not just a screaming, but episode three. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck not not, not episode one. Not the series finale. Episode three. Episode three. What is this? Fucking uh, Star Wars? I fucking love this guy. <laughs> He's all gonna be Daniel Bryan. Oh, I'm wait, like, wait. You shut the fuck up. I you actually know have, you. I actually have the interview right now. Like, why the fuck else would they even go to Chicago, you dingus? 
monster shirt that was worn by Kenny Omega a little while back. And you know, we had AEW book the United Center on August the 20th. I'm just curious if you might be visiting the United Center that night. Um, when was that? Let me look at my calendar. Mm-hmm. What did you say it was? The 20th? 20th, yeah. I think I actually might be doing a screening. Um, this isn't confirmed yet, so I don't. I, I probably shouldn't blast this out everywhere. But we're talking about this is screening of episode three of Heels at an AMC in Chicago, and that's one of the dates that um, has been has been proposed. So uh, he's completely we'll making that up. I was gonna say, like, yeah, if you can't tell, he's <laughs> full of shit, then. Fucking hell. Oh, let me check my calendar. What did you say the date was? You know what the fucking date is. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You all of a sudden, yeah. Shut the fuck up. That's why I like, I think Trav had posted that in the, in the Facebook thing or whatever else. And I just immediately put like a gif. I was like, you liar. Great, great, but but liar. Yeah, you great person. You, you lying sack He's of shit. phony. A big oh, yeah. fat phony. <laughs> I, my immediate thought was, oh, you mean like how Ronda Rousey was in Columbia shooting Mile 22 the night she debuted at the Rumble? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah okay. funny how all that stuff works, right? Like, yeah, okay, they flew her straight over in a private jet, but like it was last minute. And he just openly admitted, oh, he's going to be in Chicago anyway. Well, yeah, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be there, so... We, it's like, we, so you're going to be there, pal. We get it. Yeah. It's all good. You don't have to, like, sugarcoat it. We're even, excited. You should be excited. Don't be a dick. Even if it's true. Um, so you got a screening. You don't have to watch it. You were in it. Just, there right. you go. Let hey, everybody else watch it. You go You go to the United Center. Well, so that is definitely a concept there. A, either way, um, next week's Rampage is looking pretty huge. Oh, Huge. Yeah. Huge. Uh, I mean, as well as Dynamite next week, we also got the Bucks versus Jurassic Express for the uh, AEW Tag Team titles. Oh, God. The pop when Jungle Boy Jungle said Boy that, I was like, oh, hell yeah, could be a title change. Oh, yeah, we also talked to Tony. Oh, boy. He's like, oh, all of a sudden everybody talks to Tony, like, what the hell's going on around here? Yeah, People Shane Maxcaster didn't talk to Tony, right? Right? Son of a bitch. <laughs> everybody but... else is talking to him, though. <laughs> hey, Tony, can I talk to you? Yeah, sure. Not Max Casher, though. No. Uh, don't worry, Tony. Get I got him. this. Hey, get him out of my office. <laughs> uh, also, we, the fifth labor of Jericho, MJF versus Chris Jericho. No Judas allowed. Interesting. No Judas, no Judas effect. You know damn well the crowd's going to sing it anyway. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Um, That's given. Plus, Jericho's got like 30 other finishing moves, so I... Really don't see how they couldn't have come up with better stipulations for this match. No, I, I, I pretty like. Uh, I think we were saying in the TSK like this definitely means that like MJF is is like tapping out. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna lose to the walls, and um, that's totally cool. What, what Jericho's old WCW theme? I'm sure they could pull that out of the bank. Uh, like I know WWE owns Break the Wall. Uh, I don't think it was down. a rip off of anybody, so maybe. I know that they can't Wait. really use, like, DDP because his was a ripoff. Yeah, wasn't um, Break the Walls down kind of like a new version of his WCW theme? I don't believe so. I got to find his WCW theme now. 
I'm oh, pretty sure. No, because his WCW theme is very poppy. Ah, okay. Here, like, I'll find it in like two seconds. I'm sure I have it. Okay, saved I got on one, one crazed Six. anarchist. Yes. Fucking adverts. Go to hell, YouTube. I will right. say this: he does have the Flash, Magic, the Insiguri, and other moves. So I think he's fine on the move front. That face buster mantle. Oh yeah, that's very poppy. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Poppy the Singer, but it's very poppy. There you go. Oh, she's not poppy. <laughs> she's poppy, but she's you know what I mean. It's so ironic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it her name is Poppy, but she ain't poppy. She mm-hmm. she's gothic, and it's great. Like a mofo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that was pretty much it for Dynamite. It was kind of like a, a, pl- a whole two-hour plug for Rampage. Yeah, I mean, we did have the, um, the segment where Paul White comes out and saves, uh, uh Tony Schiavone's son from, I guess, I guess he got hit with a diamond cutter, which fucking yeah. JR called a stunner. <laughs> I heard <laughs> that. JR. Uh, not, not even a stinger. Like, oh, great. Fucking Paul White's gonna wrestle. Fan-fucking-tastic. I don't give a shit. Not not even a stinger or a stun gun stunner. Nah. J- JR was just used to yelling a stunner. Stunner. I don't know what Everything's a stunner, but that's okay. I don't give a damn that Paul White, Big Show, Giants, first feud in AEW is going to be with the Nightmare Factory against friggin' Not-So-Bailey, Bailey's <sighs> ex, friggin' Beard Envy and QT Marshall. I'm kind mm-hmm. of the same, but I did like the segments. I thought uh, he looked really good. He looked trim. He did, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's for and sure. And just like an effortless one-handed show slam. <laughs> like only Paul White can do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, again, it was... I I, uh, I, did, I don't want to say I popped, but I did get a little excited. I mean... Tony... However, the, the, one, the one thing I did get crazy excited over is... is, is the, the constant transformation of, of, of Nick Jackson... Oh yeah, every week he just seems to just change a little more and a little more and a little more. And now they're fucking twins. Well, I mean they got they got to change it up because they got the fake young bucks in AEW now. Oh, that's right. They got fat Goddamn Matt and Nick. Fuck. Yeah, you sons of bitches. That's right. Fuck. Well, I mean, anyway, I don't know. I just think it's great. I think it's awesome. I was looking at him and I was like, they're totally going to do some like fucking twin shit. I can almost guarantee it. We're oh. the same dude with different kind of hair. Yeah, let's, let's not the get same some twin magic. I could totally see them doing it just to be dicks. <laughs> just to be dicks. <laughs> and the referee would totally fall for it. Well, because you know Knox is 80% the referee for them, like almost all the goddamn time. So it's like, oh yeah, Nick's will, fucking Knox will fall for it. Fucking hook, line, and sinker, this guy. He's adjusting this fucking son of a bitch. Uh, we mentioned Britt Baker earlier. She got one huge hometown pop in Britsburg. Oh, yeah. They uh, love her in Britsburg. Yo, God, God love AEW. They tried their best to make Red Velvet look like a legit contender in the video package. Oh. And then she comes out and jumps Britt and just gets booed out of the building. Right. This poor girl. Like, I feel so <laughs> bad for you. All right. I do. I, I got to say something about Red Velvet. Go ahead. Nice girl. Had the nice girl. Had the pleasure of interviewing her. She is still green as goose shit. Uh, yeah. 
and I don't care. It, it, it's like she thinks she's bigger than she is. Well, it's that's a little people complex, baby. I don't, I don't, I don't mean in stature. I mean in <laughs> success, oh, 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 and popularity. Right. But yeah, also in stature. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, where the fuck do you think you got all this popularity from? <laughs> Let me just say this. I, and I'll say this on this show because I love you guys, and you guys are my brothers. Shut the fuck up, Mrs. West Briscoe. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of Queen, it's goose shit. There you go, fucking Wes Briscoe. You know what I'm going to say right now? Kurt Angle, that's the one thing I hate you for. You put over that green as goose shit, son of a bitch, Wes Briscoe. Why, Kurt? Mm -hmm. Why? The one time you could say no, you fucking put over this dipshit. Yeah, I mean, we won't even talk about Garrett. Ugh, friggin' aces and ites. (laughs) Horrible. Kurt, fucking Kurt put over Wes Briscoe. Here's the thing about him, too. That dude had potential, but you know what it is, too? When he was in WWE Developmental, he was not bad, but then he you put him in TNA, and you make him and Garrett Bischoff out of all people a tag team, and it sucked. That's like when Jackson Riker was Gunner, and then he was friggin' Murphy. And here's what I used to love when the friggin' Dave Shearer PW Insider used to call him Gunner <laughs> and Muffin, which I thought was funny instead of Murphy Muffin. And then your boy over there, Mr. Moses Marquez, Brian Alvarez, and friggin' Vinny used to make fun and friggin' knock the shit out of Gunner and Murphy because they were like, what kind of names are Gunner and Murphy to be a part of the immortal group as their friggin' enforcers? Oh, good times. You, you know what this stupidest thing was about Wes Briscoe being revealed as a member of Aces and Eights. Yes. It was so fucking obvious for weeks when he was hanging around with Kurt Angle. He had the same hair. He had the same tattoos. Like, how the fuck were we supposed to not know this was Wes Briscoe? And they set up the gut check so those two can wrestle each other? Right. We could literally see that it was just Wes Briscoe in a mask. Yep. Dumbasses. It was such dread, man. And then, again, again, they went nowhere. Garrett Bischoff went nowhere. It just, the whole thing was just doomed from the start. You had Mike Knox a part of that. Of course, we had Doc, who was Luke Gallows. And Knox was Knox, oh, good Lord. And friggin' mm. you know, the, the Dudleys. And you had uh, friggin' What's-Her-Face was in there, too. Friggin' wasn't Miss Tessmacher in there at, towards the end? Yeah, friggin she, bo- uh, she was Bubba's biker, whatever, old lady. That was yeah, that was his boo, man. Friggin' Brooke Tessmacher was his boo. Like, I, I get it. You, you, Sons of Anarchy was huge at the time, and you kind of want to emulate it, but it just wasn't as cool. But the way Ken Anderson joined, it was just like, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked, so why not just <laughs> ices and ice? That made no sense. If you can't no beat sense. him, join him. I, no. The only good thing that came for that, you know I'm going to go there with this, was when Tito Ortiz's dumbass came out and Ken Anderson is looking like, okay, that's the big surprise. We got Tito Ortiz on our side. That was the only good thing that he did. But, yes, the whole thing was just like, I mean, if you can't beat me, join him. I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm in the ices and ice. Devon's reveal was really cool. Yes, it was. That and was that's a good where part. it peaked. And he was also yeah. the first reveal. <laughs> And what about when Bully Ray friggin' hits Jeff with the hammer? I am uh, the leader of the Isis and Ace. Br- Brooke, I screwed you! It, oh. Bubba did a great job, but it, that was also incredibly obvious. Yes. The Isis and Ice. Oh, also Taz's reveal was cool. Yes. And what all it gave us the great moment. Taz, yes, my balls! You should have woke up! I know I saw... 
Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. He said, I know I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm going to have to find that one. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. I got you covered. You got me. Oh. Give me two seconds, and then you will play that clip, Nazarino. It's just my tonsils, baby. I, I, I see it, so go ahead. I Go ahead, what? It's literally like a foot. Have you got the clip? I got it right here. Yeah, I already sent it to you. Did it go through? Oh, I was. I thought you were going to play it. There it is. Nah, I'm on my phone, man, so I don't want I don't know if y'all will be able to hear it. I'm in bed. Play it, Nazarino. Good news, shit. Ah, uh, great. Anyway, <laughs> enough ball jokes. Enough ball jokes. You know what? We're going to go to the King of the Mike in a minute, and it's it, probably going to be a shorter episode than usual, but we do have the King of the Mike final. Plus, um, after the match, you're going to see a little promo from Moses, too, so... Ladies and gentlemen, your main event of the evening is the King of the Mike 2021 final. And it's also for the Max Rustin World Heavyweight Championship. I should have let Moses do this bit because he loves doing that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the Phoenix has agreed to defend this title, but if Travis Walker Anderson loses, he will be banned from tournaments and promo competition for one year per his own stipulation. Which would really suck, because that would mean missing the relaunch of the Promo League next year. Dun, dun, dun. But, contract is signed by uh, Chad Malcolm, Travis's lawyer, and by the Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pick up the mic. of the mic has come to an end. Here we are at the pinnacle of the finals. You know, for this match, there's a lot on the line. My lawyer even pulled up this amazing contract. You see, in the first year of King of the Mic, I made it to the semi-finals. I broke the internet. I broke Max Wrestling with 
90% of the votes in my debut match. I embarrassed the hell out of the current promo champion, Moses Marquez. Last year in King of the Mic, I broke the internet once again by having a face-to-face -face match. The first ever face-to-face -face match. This year, I broke the internet every damn time. Every match I had and everyone was talking about it. In my first match, I had the match against Michael Markin where I embarrassed that damn jobber. In my second match, I did the impossible. I beat and defeated the Demoness. And now here we are in the finals with everything on the line. Phoenix, you have the world title. Something that I want. Pretty much if it's gold, I want it. But let's talk about that world title for a second. That was my creation. That's the title that I came up with. That I gave to Dazzy. That's the title that I gave the captain. And what did he do? He let you have it. He let you roll him up and set his ass on fire. And just handed you the world title. Just like how you are here today. In your first match. You lost. But yet your cousin once again handed you the victory. That will not happen now. That will not happen today. I will not hand nothing to you. Because my promo career is on the line. My promo career. If I lose this match, I am not allowed to compete for one year. I will miss promo slam. The promo ball. Trivia takeovers. I will miss Promo Rumble. I will even miss Promo Mania. Do you honestly think you, Phoenix, have what it takes to put Travis the Walker Anderson down for good? Do you have what it takes to put me down for a year? Many people have tried to take down the Walker. The demon has tried, and guess what? I rise through the ashes like a phoenix, and I rose to the occasion, and I defeated her. Michael Larkin sabotaged me for an entire year as a judge, making sure every match I lost. Did he stop me? Hell no. Moses Marquez has tried to... Get that win over me that he desperately deserves and wants in his mind. Won't happen. Chris Durham thinks that you are the person I should be afraid of. Correct me if I'm wrong, Phoenix. But wasn't it a year ago, a year and a half ago, where I defeated you in your first match? You see, Phoenix... I do what it takes. I put in the work. I put in the effort. And I always come on.
when I sign this contract, it proves that you don't have what it takes. It proves that I am the best. And after I sign this contract, I will win this tournament. I will be crowned king. I will be crowned world champion. I will go to Promo Slam, challenge for the world the promo championship, I will defeat Moses Marquez again, and I will defend the world title against my own goddamn lawyer. I will be MVP. I will challenge for the knowledge, not the knowledge, the predictions, because fuck the damn knowledge title. Who gives a damn about the damn knowledge title? So, King, World Champion, Promo Champion, Predictions Champion, MVP, I will become the new Collector. You're done. Time has come to determine the 2021 King of the Mic. And the stakes, they just rose a little bit. Now some of you may think I'm a little crazy for putting up, up the World Championship. And I may be. But to be honest, how can you make the final any bigger than this? Either I beat Travis and become king of the mic and Travis can no longer challenge for a, a championship for a whole year or he beats me and takes the one championship that I still have left. Some of you are probably also wondering why I decided to agree to this stipulation. Well, that's simple because normally these matches are all about friendly competition, but admittedly, this is a little more personal for me, for many reasons. The first reason is because, Travis, you were my very first opponent when I first decided to start doing promos. A lot has changed since then, and if I can't beat you, or if I can't beat the best, then I don't deserve to be champion. The second reason is because, now I don't hold grudges, but you took away the chance for us to have quite possibly the most anticipated match in Max Wrestling history. The Demon of the Welsh Valleys versus the Demoness. Now don't get me wrong, we'll probably still end up having a match at some point. But, by defeating the Demoness, Congratulations on that, by the way. But by defeating the Demoness, 
you took away the chance for us to finally see it. And the third reason The third reason is because, you see, the, the issue between me and Moses has been going on for the past two years. Last year it was over the Knowledge Championship. He beat me, I beat him. And then this year we have seemed to have carried it over to the promo side. I beat him, he beat me, we've had a draw. But there's never been a definitive winner and I say it's time we find out who the better one is. Travis. You are my last step on my road to redemption. It makes sense that my road of redemption goes through the people that have already beaten me before. This means too much for me to lose now. You're looking at the 2021 King of the Mic. So I hope you've enjoyed this title match because it's the last you're going to get for a whole year. That is it. The King of the Mic is over. All that's left to do is vote. But make it quick because just like last week, this vote closes Saturday night. Uh, we want to make sure the winner has time to prepare for Promo Slam next week. So go to matchwrestling.net slash vote right now to decide the winner. And remember, it's also a world title match, which means this is the first time world title has been decided by public vote because it's technically already a tournament match. So... You get to decide. Go to maxwrestling.net slash vote. And before we end the show, here is a little something, something from the current promo champion himself and current king of the mic, Mr. Moses Marquez. King of the Mic finally has its final. Two dudes who got a bye in the first round. They need a final. I'm still giving love out there to Ryan Sutcliffe. That boy earned it. Come talk to my lawyer. We'll see what maybe we can pull for it. But in due time. In due time. Because right now, baby, the field is set. The stage is ready. And it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a real good one. Two guys that I have some serious beef with. Either one is a worthy opponent. 
You know who's not very much of a worthy opponent, though? I'm going to call you CD. DC got his nickname because I respect DC, so I'll give him to DC. You, big dog, I, I, your, your name is not good enough for me to be mentioning, so you're going to be CD. I need to tell you this, partner, because you know what? You got a lot of people that are behind you that swears you're the next thing coming. Swears you're the next El Jefe. But that ain't true. You ain't on that level. You ain't even in that arena. You outside watching from the TVs because the fucking packed house show that I always bring. Always and always will. This is an impromptu promo, if you can't tell. This ain't for anybody in specific. This ain't for uh, nobody. This ain't for no victories. This is your champion speaking and just giving it to you like it is. Because that's the reality. I always give it to you like it is. I'm not not a guy to be around the bush. I'm not a guy to play games. Unless you're on Twitch. But that's different. This is This is the promo realm. You know, in the promo realm, you don't fuck around. You either bring your A game or you get beat. And, well, there's a lot of dudes didn't bring no A game, and they got beat. I guess this last round, these two guys brought the A game. It wasn't their A game. It's not their A game. But they got the job done. So I'm not going to bag on them for getting the job done. I will bag on the guy that's walking around, you know, bragging that he did everything under the fucking sun, which... You didn't, CD. You didn't do anything. You had a couple decent promo battles. I'm pretty sure you lost most of them. I don't recollect. I don't pay attention to people below me. But one thing you love to brag about, and you should because it was an honorable win, good for you, is you won the Iron Bank briefcase. And that's fantastic. It really is. But let's... Let's be real for a second, since that's what I'm so fucking good at. How'd you win that case? Was it via a promo battle? Via promo tournament? Would you fucking win it doing knowledge? Yeah, you won it in a knowledge competition. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not going to take away the prestige of it, okay? That's not going to say that, you know, you're not any less of a promo because of it. You're less of a promo because you're always wearing a fucking mask on your face and we can't hear you, okay? Everybody that has gone against you has told you the same shit. Take the fucking mask off. I ain't going to say it again. I will not respond to you in any challenge you fucking may bring. And however much longer you have with that fucking case, if you come at me with a fucking mask on. Be a grown man. Show your face. Alright? I ain't gonna go hunting you down to whip your ass because you beat me in a promo battle. If you beat me, you beat me because you're a better man. You're a better promo for the day. And that's fine. That is fine. If you look at my record, you'll understand that I'm alright with losses. Okay? I walked into this bitch, Mr. 9%, and now I'm the top guy. You always got to start at the bottom. But for you, brother, for somebody starting at the bottom, you swear to God you're at the top. So I'm going to finish with this. May Phoenix and may Travis, best of luck to the both of you.
May the best man win. May the best promo win. I look forward to whatever battle y'all ready for. Because I'm sure it's going to be one hell of one. Everybody knows how bad me and Travis get down. Everybody knows me and Phoenix have been lighting it up in the main event show for the past, what, six months, almost a fucking year? Yeah, exactly. So CD, because apparently now I've decided to point this entire promo at you. Come correct if you're going to come at the champion. Come with the realization that you might not last in this promo game if you come at me with the way you go in at people. I don't give a fuck what stupid park you're at. I don't give a shit what the fuck's behind you. All I fucking care about is being able to hear you. And right now, Playboy, my ears is clogged. And you don't make no fucking sense. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, we're on the ClickTalk Network. Go to clicktalknetwork.weebly.com. K-L-I-K is the way you spell click because it's too sweet. Uh, and also, don't forget, we're on Podbay. and of course go check us out at maxwrestling.net follow us on social media at the captain 512 at mcl92 and at smrpodnet before we tap out and bid you adieu remember twitter not twitter twitch makes vince's dick itch and everyone on anchor thinks he's a wanker including moses marquez Fucking A right. So really quick before I get into my plugs, I, I I cannot stress enough that I am excited for this final. However, y'all ain't kidding past me. But you enjoy that crown, oh. You enjoy that crown. Um, all right, back to the plugs and some shiz. Uh retro is coming back harder than a mofo. Um, September the first. I have legit or uh, not the first. No, what's the first uh, fucking Monday of September? Hold on, let me give you an actual fucking date here. Um, <laughs> September the sixth, coming back hard as fuck, like hard as fuck. Like I'm literally like not. I have done, uh, God, I pre-recorded four, five episodes, and that way we're getting back on track. We're getting this thing back to regular. You know what I mean? We're it, we're coming back, coming back strong. So keep a lookout for all the retro stuff. Um, I might drop one random episode just as like a like a teaser. But as of the 6th, we're back every single Monday. Uh, as for Bolt Rant, they are going to stay a little sporadic for right now, mainly because it's all preseason. Preseason games are changing right now. One minute to Saturday, then it's a Thursday, then it's a Sunday. So just just know that there will always be a preseason game review. Dropping Friday is a, a, a updated 53-man roster, an updated 10-man um, practice squad, and my three breakout players. So it's all dropping uh, either Friday or Saturday. My guess is going to be Friday because Saturday i got to drive to L.A., which, by the way, I'm putting together a vlog for that, by the way, because that's going to be kind of fun. So we'll see how that fucking goes. If you want to hang out with the TSK up close and personal, you gotta watch this vlog that I'm putting back, doing, putting together. Should be up on Monday, mm. though. New version of Open Road. Oh yeah, good stuff. 
Except I'll be, you know, driving by myself. So oh. I might do some, like, random car, uh, fucking carpool karaoke by myself. Just look out the window. There is a squirrel over there. There's a squirrel. Is that a goddamn squirrel with an apple? I should call Travis. <laughs> or is he over there wrestling the moose on top of the goddamn mountain? We could also channel Evan Money McCabe. I know Mike will remember this one. There's a motherfucking horse in the middle of the road. That's awesome. The man is just, he's a legend, man. He's a legend. All we got to do now is go scream out that he's over as fuck, man. That's all he's got to do. Uh, and, Mike, who you been talking to? A lot of people. Uh, you guys can check out the latest <laughs> Mike with Mike with adult star Chloe Klein. She talks about getting into the adult industry, and she talks about her debut scene for Plumper Pass. It was a fun conversation, man. We also got into some pop culture talk, a little Evanescence talk. She's a big fan of Evanescence. So that was a lot of fun, and we got to shoot the breeze and have a, a good laugh, if you will. Uh, you guys can check out the LFC podcast. It's video form now, and it's going to be on the Roku channel for LFC. So if you got a Roku, get yourself the Roku channel. Check out LFC. We got the podcast. We got the shows. Uh, we got Ty Emery, Shelby Paris, Gypsy Mech. We got a lot of people, man. Oh, my goodness gracious. My Death Proof Richards, the latest one, is out now with Bella Rockefeller, who is one of the participants who won the LFC Madness Tournament. And tonight is the first of three nights of LFC at Sturgis, which you guys can check out at LaundryFC.com, main evented by Shay the Fox Mazzato and Gypsy Mac for the now vacant LFC championship. Uh, Danica De La Rouge, the now former champion, tore her ACL. So now we will have a new champion crown tonight at LFC 32, black and blue. And no, I'm not talking about the Backstreet Boys album right now on LFCLaundryFC.com. Check it out. Audio video platforms for LFC Beauty Strength and Dominance, the three key elements that make one work of art that they are. You can check me out on the Max Wrestling Podcast, Max Wrestling Elite, with my main man, Dazzy Dangerously, and my main man, Moses Marquez. Check it out on Netflix with Daz and I. That'll be coming back soon with that son of a bitch, Chad. And we're going to be talking about some movies. It's a good time to be a pro wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a podcaster. We're going to blast you. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, get yourself a Roku. I got two. Who? You. Get a Roku. Get a Roku. Mo, get on the Roku. You got it. And join us. Next week. Next week. Oh, you hear him this week. What the fuck? Because next week it's Promo (laughs) Slam 2021. The real party of the summer. Promo title on the line. Knowledge title on the line. Chad Malcolm challenging the world champion. Larkin versus Cypher. Jester versus Kingpin. And, of course, SummerSlam predictions and TakeOver 36 predictions. Don't forget the pre-launch show this Tuesday featuring, hopefully, the Ring of Games. This was episode 335. We will catch your ass down the open road. Goodbye. And good night. Cypher, I'm going to put a 187 in your ass, son. Either one of you can end up king of the mic, but you'll never be top guy. Top guy out. I want kingpin. <laughs>